Coming to you from Culloween, North Carolina. This is DVD Sportscast, college football. It's a great day to talk about some football with your hosts. I'm Mason. And I'm Joey. And this episode is entitled Little Trouble in the Big Ten. But before we get into that, first, we have a huge announcement. Once again, the second annual TVD Sportscast College Football Awards show. The voting for that is now open today. The voting closes Sunday, December 19th, 2021 at 12 p.m. This is how it works. If you see the person or team you want to vote for, choose them and submit. If you don't, hello, you choose the winners. So just write them in. Who do you think it should be? Then join us on Wednesday, December 29th at 7.30 to see who is truly the best of the best in college football this year. The link's in our descriptions and on our social medias at the link in our bio on our Instagram. Our goal this year is at least 200 votes. So go vote, share with your friends, and come join us on December 29th. Last week, we had a really great week of college football. A couple upsets, a huge comeback by Mississippi State against Auburn. What the heck was that? But uh, Joey, why don't you give us a more in-depth look at what happened last week? First up on Thursday in the ACC, UNC at number 21 Pitt. After being down almost the entire game, Sam Howell leads the Tar Heels in a huge comeback tying the game and sending it into overtime. Unfortunately for them, the Pitt defense stands their ground and stops UNC on the fourth down, securing the win 30-23. Next, the TBD game of the week, number 8 Oklahoma at number 13 Baylor. After a defensive stalemate the entire first half, Baylor jumps ahead while Oklahoma was troubled getting into rhythm. Baylor seals the deal with a late field goal and ends the Sooners' 17-game win streak, 27-14. Into the Big Ten, a back-and-forth battle between Michigan and Penn State ends up with the Wolverines pulling it out on top, 21-17. Another Big Ten matchup, Purdue puts up a good fight against the Buckeyes, but are no match for the OSU offense. The Buckeyes pull it out, 59-31. Moving east to the SEC now, Mississippi State at 17 Auburn. After a very unimpressive first half and being down 28-3, the Bulldogs mount the biggest and most impressive comeback we've seen this season and end up taking the lead in the win against the Tigers. Final score, 43-34. Next, the Dogs from Georgia take on Tennessee and routes them 41-17. Then, number 11 Texas A&M takes on on a loss against the Ole Miss Rebels, 29-19. Finally, the ACC, number 16 NC State at number 12 Wake Forest. Coming off an upset last week against UNC, Wake regroups and ends up knocking off the Wolfpack, 45-42. Yeah, and once again, it's time for some TBD takeaways. So this is the part of the show where we talk about what we took away from this past week of college football. Mm -hmm. Like last week, number one, Georgia. Still the team to beat, undefeated in the regular season SEC since 1982. And as of now, with their schedule left, they've probably clinched a playoff spot. All they have left is Charleston Southern and Georgia Tech. If they beat Alabama in the SEC championship, which is what it's looking like, they will definitely have a spot. And if they lose, depends on the score, but they most likely still have a spot if they can win out the regular season. Up next, with the loss of Texas A&M to Ole Miss, number two, Alabama, 
now has a pretty clear shot at the SEC championship and has basically clinched the West if they can get past Arkansas and Auburn. Two tough teams. Very tough teams. This Arkansas team, you know, they're no joke. And neither is this Auburn team. But with this Auburn now, Bo Nix is out for the season because he had an ankle issue. Yeah. He has to have surgery. And Ar- Arkansas, Arkansas has been struggling after that Georgia game. They definitely have been. But they're still a good team. And it is not going to just be some easy cake win for mm-hmm. for Alabama. Yeah. Next up, number three, Oregon. They must win the Pac-12 in order to stay in the top four. So basically, they have to go undefeated for the rest of the season. Yeah, or at least win impressively if they were to take a loss. Which they've got a big game coming up this weekend against number 23, Utah, mm-hmm. which is going to be a good one. Number four, Ohio State. Yeah, like they Oregon. They have some big games coming up. And they have to win these games. They have to win these games to remain in the top four. Both these teams coming up for them, Michigan and Michigan State. These are going to be really, really... I mean, this is the number six and number seven team. This yeah. is not going to be easy for Ohio State. They're going to have to play out and be smart, especially oh, because yeah. Ohio State... I mean, they're playing in Ohio State. It's crazy. So. Yeah. I mean, they, they at least have that on their side. <laughs> number five, Cincinnati. So with Cincinnati... You know, we started out the season thinking, you know, like, okay, this, you know, they deserve the spot at number two. They look really, really good. Uh, yeah, maybe not so much anymore. I think, I think the CFP actually has it right. They, I mean, their strength of schedule isn't much, and they have not really been impressive. Yeah, I, I said it earlier. Ever since the new rankings came out, they just haven't been playing very impressive at all. And then also struggling in the first half against USF. Man, I mean, I don't know. And struggling in the first half against Tulane, and then you know, barely getting past Navy. Since ever since then, it's just it just hasn't really. They just have not looked like yeah. their normal selves. It's, I don't. I just don't feel like it's the same team that you know beat Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. So, and then you know, Michigan and Michigan State, they still have a chance. This is number. This is number six and number seven. Michigan, Michigan, and Michigan State still have a chance, especially if Michigan State can pull off the win this week against Ohio State. They probably find themselves back in the top four. Yeah, I mean, no matter what, I f- I feel like. Whoever wins, if only one team wins against Ohio State between these two teams, no matter what, like one of them's going to be in the top four. Oh, absolutely. That Ohio State game, if they win, it's a clinch in the playoffs. So now the Big 12 is probably out of the playoffs with number eight Oklahoma's loss to Baylor, but number nine Oklahoma State could potentially make it. It would have to be a miracle. But crazier things have happened. What do you think? I mean, Oklahoma State still has to play Oklahoma. Uh, they have had some pretty good wins, so I don't see it out of the picture. But like you said, it would have to be a miracle. Essentially, you have Michigan and Michigan State having to face up against Ohio State. Uh, both teams having a good chance of winning that game. And then, you know, I don't know. I just don't see it happening, but there's a chance. Yeah, they would have to have Notre Dame lose the regular season. They would have to have Oregon lose the rest of the regular season because I don't think Ohio State would because then they would have to have Michigan and Michigan State both lose the rest of their regular season too. So, yeah. it would. I mean, it would really have to take a miracle mm-hmm. for, for Oklahoma State to get in there. Really good team, but we'll see. And yeah. like we said last week, number 21 last week, number 18 Pitt is not out yet. They, had, they played a great game against unc but they and they had them really good but i mean i I don't know that unc is i mean is really a second half team they are great it comes back this year i mean they came back from you know like 20 to beat wake forest 
last or two weeks ago, and then this past week, last Thursday, they came out the cut. They were down by you know about two touchdowns. They came back and tied it, brought it to overtime, and Sam Howell and the rain and everything just couldn't couldn't get it out, and Pitt ended up taking the win. But yeah, Pitt's Pitt is still looking really really good. I mean, I've said it from the beginning. Pitt's a good team. The ACC is a good conference this year. Not the best, but they're they're fighting. Out of the power of five teams, they are probably the worst conference, but they're not bad. They're not like a bad conference. They're just not. I don't know about the worst. The Big 12 is pretty bad. Yeah, but Big 12 has more teams in the top 25, and they look better as far as wins But that's also based off of preseason rankings and bias, so. I mean, you have (laughs) Kansas. I mean, you have Kansas beating Texas. Like, what is that? What is that about? That is one of the worst teams in college football. Absolutely. (laughs) Now it's time for our week 12 game of the week this is also our this is our also our big 10 matchup and of course it has to be number four ohio state at number seven michigan state at 12 p.m there is no more important game for the cfp this week than that right there Mm -hmm. yes there's some other important ones you could say but that right there just takes the cake what do you think about this game joey i mean i can definitely foresee if ohio state were to win this game like next week we're going to be seeing ohio state again as the game of the week (laughs) <laughs> against Michigan but for this game specifically I'm looking at an, uh, two very good high-powered offenses and decent defense on one side and then you know one that's still figuring itself out a little bit um I'm looking at and Michi- neither one of these teams neither one of these teams defenses is great right I mean no. like Michigan State struggled against Purdue and they struggled against Michigan uh, and barely brought it out against Michigan. Just should say that. Uh, number four, Ohio State. I mean, their their defense has been struggling all season. I mean, they couldn't stand up to Oregon in week two. I mean, I mean, I mean, couldn't stand up to Nebraska. So I mean, it definitely is going to be an offensive battle. Uh, honestly, I'm really excited to see what Kenneth Walker the third from Michigan State how he is going to handle mm-hmm. the Ohio State defense. How the Ohio State defense is going to handle him because mm-hmm. that's Michigan State's biggest weapon right there. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing it. Kenneth Walker being one of my favorite players in the league right now um you know i'm not i'm not crazy about ohio state any season any day any hour um so i would really like to see michigan state pull this one out uh ohio like i said though like both teams are really good but i'm i'm really seeing it as michigan state could be pulling this one off and that's who i'm picking (laughs) yeah saw a video today looking back at the 2015 game where Michigan State wins in Ohio State by a field goal. I think that that could honestly be the same thing here. I'm going to say Michigan State wins this just because but these defenses are, you know, so-so. Ohio State has not been playing great against some, you know, questionable teams. It's still allowed, you know, Purdue to score about 31 points, right? Yeah. So they kept it within nine points of Nebraska and Penn State. So yeah, I think I think Michigan State definitely takes this one. Yeah, I mean it's probably gonna be a shootout, if anything. Like I don't see much defense on either team, but I definitely see two great offenses. So you're gonna be seeing the ball run a lot, but um Chris Olave could get in there too. So we'll see. So this week in the CFP rankings, been interesting. Still some controversies, 
and still some really interesting moves. First of all, leaving the CFP rankings first is number 17, Auburn, after a loss to Mississippi State, who was unranked. And like we said earlier, this comeback was crazy. They were down 28-3, to mm-hmm. and they came back <laughs> and won by a touchdown and a half. Yeah, I mean, this this is insane. So I, I definitely think that, especially, you know, and they're probably, committee's probably looking at Bo Nix being out and TJ Finley, the transfer from LSU, being in there the rest of the season. I'd probably say that this is this is correct that they dropped out. Yeah, I mean, Auburn, not a bad team. But, you know, I, I've been repeating myself over and over this entire season. Auburn's a good team, but this isn't their season. Next season will be. Yeah, that's that's absolutely right. The next team dropping out that I don't know if I necessarily agree with this, but I understand why. Number 19, Purdue takes a loss and drops out against Ohio State. The reason I don't know if I agree with this or not is just because, I mean, their resume is is really impressive, right? They beat number two, Iowa, when they were number two. They beat number three, number three Michigan, Michigan State. State. Yeah. yeah, They beat number three, Michigan State, right? This this like their resume is really really impressive. They have some tough losses against Wisconsin and now Ohio State, but I really don't know that they should have dropped all the way out. I mean, my whole because thing I don't is, think you can tell me who's coming in, you know, at number twenty four, Houston, who joins us this week. I don't think Houston is a better team than Purdue. Uh, yeah, but like, you know, how many how many times is a team can be put in and then lose, you know? And then they're yeah, taking and I, back and I out. Get that. Yeah, it, it, it's it's kind of like a frustrating thing. There's lack of <laughs> trust a little bit there. Um, I don't think Purdue's a bad team. I think they're in the same position where you know they're a good team. They just have a lot of things that aren't adding up to them this season. That probably will piece together next season. Um, but I can understand it. You know, again. Every time you get put into the rankings, you lose. I think there's one time this season where they won the week after being put into the rankings. So Mm -hmm. uh, I can understand it. So joining us now, like I said, number 24, Houston, into the top 25. Mm -hmm. Don't know if I necessarily agree with that. This is a 7-3 and Houston team uh, with losses against BYU, San Diego State University, and Oregon State, uh, which are not incredible teams and i'm pretty sure when they lost to those teams i don't think any of them were ranked uh so not not don't know if i necessarily agree with that um kind of agree with this one number 25 mississippi state joins us again after you know that amazing comeback against auburn yeah i mean with houston having a a win over smu was pretty good but you know it's it's just by name houston used to be in the rankings a lot and now they're back mississippi state you know Unfortunate that they had dropped out um, the previous After week. After a loss to Arkansas. Yeah, but uh, it's good to see them back in the rankings. Yeah, I, I just like that the committee is is rewarding teams that play well when they play well. Yeah. You see what I mean? That, I mean, that makes me happy to see. My, my, my whole situation is like, you know, what put them in a 28-3 to situation? You know? It's yeah. kind of like, well, there's clearly problems there, but they did play good uh, rest of the game, coming back and winning that game against Auburn. Uh, their offense played astoundingly, uh, and their defense really held up throughout the game. Um, so 
I mean, I agree with it. I don't see him moving up much further, though. Yeah, I don't. I don't see it either. I don't see him but in I, the teens, but yeah. But I am glad that they are where they're at. Yeah. So some thoughts on this. You know, number one through number seven, nothing changed there, and honestly, nothing should change there. Every single one of those teams: Georgia, Alabama, Oregon, Ohio State, Cincinnati, Michigan, Michigan State. They all won their games. They won the game they needed to win. Nobody mm-hmm. moves anywhere, right? Now, number eight, Notre Dame. Uh, when you look at their schedule, right, it just doesn't really really make sense to me. I know we kind of disagree on that, but, like, what do you think? For me, I feel that Notre Dame, they've clearly figured out their offense uh, with the multi-quarterback system. Uh, earlier in the season, of course, they were struggling with it, as we could see, but it seems that they've kind of pieced it together. Um, they're still not my favorite team, don't get me wrong, but, you know, their defense isn't the worst. Their offense isn't the worst. They're a good team, and I, I said it earlier in the season that if they get their offense figured out, they're going to be a good team once they get that mm-hmm. quarterback position figured. Um, so I'm okay with them being at eight. Uh, any anything higher, I probably would be upset. Um, just because everybody. Yeah, well, above considering them. the teams above them, yeah. Yeah. Um, so let me ask you this: When we look at number nine, Oklahoma State, right now, their wins are against Tulsa, Boise State, Kansas State, Baylor, Texas, Kansas, West Virginia, and Texas Christian University, with a loss to Iowa State, twenty-four to twenty-one. Now, with that resume, is that resume a 9-1 Oklahoma State more impressive or less impressive than number 8 Notre Dame's resume with a close win against FSU, a close win against Toledo, a close win against Purdue, a slaughtering of Wisconsin, a loss to Cincinnati, a close win against Virginia Tech, pretty big slaughter against USC, close win against UNC, a slaughter of Navy, and a slaughter of Virginia which one of those is more impressive? Uh, you know, that's tough only because, you know, Oklahoma State, the win over Texas is kind of like meh at this point because, you know, yeah. they lost to, te- to Kansas. Um, don't, really, when you're going through it, the most impressive win is Baylor. Um, and when you're looking at Notre Dame, you're looking at, yeah, they, these are close games, but you're looking at UNC who upset Wake Forest. You're looking at, and is a great um, second-half team, apparently. Uh, you're looking at a Purdue team who just, did, within one season, upset a number two and a number three team. So, I mean, in retrospect, technically, in technicality, Notre Dame's schedule is a little bit more impressive. I mean, the loss being to... What was it? Number f- the number Cincinnati. five Cincinnati yeah. team. Um, meanwhile, again, Oklahoma State losing to Iowa State, who just doesn't have their stuff together this season. Um, in my opinion, they're both on par with each other. But if I had to pick one, looking at it in all technicalities, I would probably say Notre Dame is a more impressive slate, I guess. So let's say here's and there's so many questions we could ask about these two teams in comparison, but so let's say that Notre Dame gets a win against Georgia Tech this week, and then Oklahoma State gets the win against Texas Tech. If Oklahoma State in Week 13 goes on to beat Oklahoma, does Oklahoma State jump Notre Dame at that point? I think Oklahoma jumps Notre if they have an impressive win over Texas Tech. I think Oklahoma State 
jumps Notre Dame at that point. Um, so you think they jump? So you think they jump after this week? After week twelve? Yeah, only because I mean Georgia Tech is starting to piece things together. They're still not the the greatest team. Like they're towards the bottom of the ACC, um, and like I said, they're piecing things together. Uh, meanwhile, Texas Tech, yeah, th- they're also not a great team, but you know they have shown to put in some fight against other teams. And mm-hmm. I feel like if Oklahoma State were to show that you know put their foot on their neck a little bit, um, that would cause for a a fight to Oklahoma State jumping Notre Dame. Yeah. So like we said earlier, with Oklahoma State having a like a, a very, very, very small chance to make the playoff, it looks like the ACC could be back in with that really, really, really small chance with, if very Wake Forest can go. Chance. If Wake Forest, who jumped back into the top 10, so now Wake Forest at 10 has a possible chance if they can get past Clemson this weekend, if they can win out the regular season and win the ACC championship. Um, yeah, I mean... I think the college football committee has already stated that, you know, they're kind of not looking at the ACC for the playoffs this year, um, especially after the first rankings, seeing Wake Forest kind of kind of low within the top 10. It's good to see them back in the top 10, but, you know, yeah, you got to beat Clemson, who one of the best defenses in the league, um, not a great offense, but you still got to beat them. Sure, that'll be an impressive win. And then you go to the ACC championship with what looks like to be NC State, unless they lose out, then it's Clemson. But, um, you know, I I don't really see the ACC making the, the, the college football playoffs this year. They could make a, make a run for, you know, the top six maybe if certain things happen. But it's another Oklahoma State situation where a bunch of teams have to lose certain games and stuff like that and... I don't know. I'm just glad to see him in the top 10. Yeah, the top 10 this week was definitely pretty interesting. All right, now it's time for our final segment here on TBD Sportscast College Football this week. Our big Week 12 matchup starting out on Saturday with our Big 12 matchup of the week. Unranked Iowa State at number 13, Oklahoma at 12 p.m. This is tough, man. I mean, you're looking at, like I said, Iowa State has not been playing their best game this season. Definitely not matching up to how they played last season. But you're looking yeah, at with it, Iowa State. It's like, are they good? Are yeah. they not good? You know, I mean, so I mean, it's just it's just weird because they come out the cut and they make the win sometimes, and then other times they just play like garbage. The whole time I'm screaming, "What is happening?" But you know, you're looking at an Oklahoma team who struggled against Kansas this season. Uh, just coming off of a loss against Baylor, who is a good team, don't get me wrong. Um, but, you know, you have that anger uh, for losing against Baylor in a close game. Their defense definitely stepped up a good bit in that game. Um, and Iowa State, you know, their defense isn't awful and their offense isn't awful. But like I said, things are just not working the way they should be. Um, but it is at Oklahoma. Um, so... I'm looking at, I'm I'm looking at Oklahoma winning this game, um, probably by a good margin. To be honest, I mean I hope Brees Hall has a good game because I love that guy, uh, but I'm looking at Oklahoma winning. Yeah, so an upset here is questionable. I mean it, it could happen, right? But I mean it's questionable, and like we said, both of these teams have been going through this. Are they good? Are they not good? Phase. I mean Oklahoma having trouble deciding who really is their quarterback. 
Uh, I mean, obviously, it's Caleb Williams. He played better in two games than Spencer Rattler played the entire first half of the season. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, like you're saying, I mean, it's questionable. It's questionable. But I I agree with you. I'm going to have to go Oklahoma here. I think coming off that, you know, I don't don't think Lincoln Riley is going to let that happen, you know, two weeks in a row. So I think I think Oklahoma wins here. Yeah, I I just don't see it happening. I think the next loss that Oklahoma could actually possibly take is against Oklahoma State. But, you know, because. Oklahoma State beat Baylor early in this season. But, yeah, Oklahoma. <laughs> so the ACC, number 10 Wake Forest at Clemson, who somehow still finds themselves unranked at 12 p.m. Um, <laughs> ACC championship implications are still implied here. Uh, as I said earlier, uh, if Clemson wins this game, Wake Forest takes their second ACC loss, causing Clemson to jump up into second in the ACC as long as NC State wins out. Uh, NC State could also lose out if Wake Forest wins this game. Clemson could – there's a lot of complications here. (laughs) But, you know, you're looking at a top top offense in Wake Forest and, like I said earlier, a top defense in Clemson. So, um, Clemson coming off – You want me to go first? I mean, sure, go ahead. All right, so – we talked a little bit about this before we recorded this podcast. So to me, this game resembles a little bit. It resembles a little bit the Georgia Clemson game in week one in a way that, you know, Wake Forest's offense, it you know, looks really, really good. And Clemson's defense looks really, really good. Uh, but, you know, split between that, you know, Wake Forest's defense is kind of eh, and Clemson's offense is kind of eh. So really... I mean, like Joey was talking about, this has some really big ACC implications for both of these teams. They're both looking for a spot in the ACC championship, trying to take it all. Uh, but, dang, this is really, really tough. I say Wake Forest wins it in a close one like they have all the other wins. I think Wake Forest offense will probably just be able to get around the Clemson defense and we'll probably see Wake Forest end up in the championship. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm looking at... It's not going to be easy. No. I mean, Clemson's defense is a top 10 defense. I don't care if they're ranked or not. Uh, they're ranked as a whole. I don't, like, I don't care if Clemson as a team is ranked in the top 25 or not. Clemson's defense is top 10. Brent Venables is still has a bunch of weapons that he can use on that team, and he has been using them. It's the reason they've been winning the games they've been winning. They've been close wins, some of them, and they've had some losses. But if if Wake Forest can figure out how to get, get around that defense, they're going to win this game. I mean, the only problem I see is that our secondary – Although it's good, uh, the cornerbacks are definitely slow compared to um, some really good wide receivers. Um, so looking at over-the-top kind of plays. Uh, but, you know, Clemson's offense, although big win against UConn last week uh, and a really good win against Louisville the week before, their offense kind of piecing together, still not where it should be. Don't get me wrong. should not. It's not where it should be. And it shouldn't be this bad, but it is. Um, but the defense is what has been holding us together this entire season. Um, last game, Clemson faced a really good offense was Pittsburgh. Um, granted, Pittsburgh had a defense, so that was a tough game. And Clemson ended up making that a close game towards the end. Uh, I'm really looking at this, and I'm saying Clemson's going to win this only by, you know, it's probably going to be like a goal line stand kind of thing. Only like because Louisville. Of, yeah, because it's only the only thing I'm looking at is it's in Death Valley. And yeah, it's at twelve PM, uh-huh. but Death Valley in a situation where you're facing a top ten team, um, that place is gonna be packed. Uh 
no matter if you're ranked or not, if Clemson's ranked or not, Death Valley is going to be packed. It's going to be a big home field advantage, I believe. And, you know, Clemson doesn't stand down to these tough games. And, you know, they don't stand down to being underdogs. And I'm looking at Clemson winning this. Yeah, for sure. And moving on now, our SEC game of the week. This is number 21, Arkansas, and number 2, Alabama at 3.30 p.m. Just a couple takeaways for this game. So Bama has to win this game. Like, Bama has to win this game. If they do not win this game, they're going to drop from the top four. This is the the number 2 team losing to the number 21 team. Yeah. with that being said, if Arkansas plays it smart, they could make it out of Tuscaloosa alive, meaning Arkansas could win this game. I mean, the way that we've seen, I mean, Alabama does have a top 10 defense, don't get me wrong, but the way that we have seen that defense play lately, it's not been great. I mean, almost taking a loss to LSU, almost taking a loss, you know, or taking a loss to Texas A&M. The defense has not been playing outstanding this year, but mm-hmm. they've they've been able to survive. If Arkansas comes in, they play mature, they play smart, you know, you know, and they they may be able to get get out of here with a win. Well, I mean, I don't know that they will, but they could. What do you, what do you think? Uh, you know, I'm looking at this and I'm I'm thinking to myself right now. I'm kind of laughing because Alabama having a great season last season with one of the best offenses in college football, hands down. Um, and then they go back to the original Nick Saban plan where it's all defense, and then you know their offense is there. Uh, meanwhile, Arkansas, you know, they weren't expected to be as good as they were this season. And um, a lot of their losses came off of bonehead plays or bonehead, bonehead uh, play calls. Uh, so all I got to say is if Arkansas were to have a close game against Alabama this weekend, um, all I got to say is don't go for two, man. Just go for the tie. <laughs> Uh, but I, I think Alabama wins this. I, I can't, I can't pick Arkansas against this Alabama team. I'd, I don't see Alabama losing out this regular season. Um, and I think I've said that earlier this season. So. Yeah. So we've talked about before the, how the FPI, the football power index is not always super accurate. Uh, but in the FPI, you know, we have Alabama at number two and we have Arkansas all the way down at 21. So that means if we look at, let's look at the offense, right? The offense for the Alabama Crimson Tide, they're number two behind the Ohio State Buckeyes. And if we look at the defense, they are number five in defense. They're number five in defense. So, yeah, and then, you know, Arkansas is farther down now. They are number 38 in defense. And number thirty in offense. So I mean, it's I mean it's it's clear that Alabama is the better team. But I'm I'm sorry, I gotta go with my gut on this one. I'm gonna pick the upset, and my record's gonna be sorry for it. But I'm picking number twenty one Arkansas to beat to beat Alabama and survive in Tuscaloosa. Okay. <laughs> I I I'm probably going to regret that. But I've said that before about some games this season, and actually ended up you know winning. <laughs> so. You know, I, I, I don't know if it's going to happen or not, but it, it would be great to see it happen. Yeah. Moving on now, staying in the SEC, unranked Auburn at unranked South Carolina at 7 p.m. We're bringing this game back up because last year in 2020, you know, when Muschamp was still the head coach, South Carolina was able to pull off that upset. And for some reason, this game is being played at South Carolina two years in a row. So last year it was at South Carolina. This year it's again in South Carolina. So, you know, uh, that usually doesn't happen. They usually go back and forth, right? So, but what, what, who do you, who do you think can make it out of this? Cause I mean, South Carolina, right. Went up against Florida. 
who hasn't been playing great, but they went up against Florida and played really well, went up against Missouri the next weekend and lost. So, <laughs> like, what do, you, what do you think? Look, South Carolina is not a good team, but they've been playing good games for some reason, which scares me. Um, but Auburn, you know, as we said earlier, I mean, we've been talking about we've been talking about how we are living in a college football world right now, where South Carolina could beat Clemson regular season. Possibly. It could happen, possibly. But we're 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 looking at an Auburn team who is without Bo Nix, so they're already down with their star player being out, and you know they had an awful awful second portion of the game against Mississippi State and being at South Carolina I mean USC has been kind of aggressive this season so I wouldn't be surprised to see South Carolina come out with this yeah and you know with like you said with Auburn being without Bo Nix with it being at South Carolina and you know Beamer actually kind of turning this team around I'm gonna I'm gonna go with you I'm gonna say I'm gonna say South Carolina wins this game uh, I think they pull off the up. This would this would be an upset inside the SEC conference, not inside the top twenty-five, obviously, because neither team is ranked. But you know, South Carolina is ranked below Auburn uh, in the SEC. I I would say that South Carolina could pull this off. Mm-hmm. I, that's what I think. So, okay. but finally, finally, our last game in the Pac-12, the Pac-12 game of the week. This is going to be a really really good one. Number three Oregon at number twenty-three Utah at seven thirty p.m. Like we said earlier, Oregon has to win this game in order to stay in the top four. To stay in playoff contingency, they must win this game. What do you think? I think that the last time I watched an Oregon at Utah game, Utah choked. I believe that's what happened. Uh, Utah has a really good defense this year. Their offense, not so much. Oregon, their offense is okay and their defense is okay they have not been playing very well as of recent but they've been getting it done um it is going to be a tough game being at utah at 7 30 p.m um so it's going to be a nighttime game but you know i i can't go against oregon in this game i think utah is a good team but they they don't have upset capability against this oregon team utah struggled against arizona Oregon's winning this game. Oregon is going to win this game. Utah struggled against... I mean, they let or, or Arizona, who's like one of the worst teams in the Pac-12, score like 21 points on them. In so, fairness, yeah. UCLA struggled against Arizona, and Oregon had a problem with UCLA. <laughs> so, well, you know, well, Oregon has also been dealing with a lot of injuries this season. They got Kayvon Thibodeau back, uh, who was actually not playing in the Ohio State game in Week 2. Uh, but they got him back. He's a crazy, insane player for that defense. Great leader on that defense. And uh, I think with them and Anthony at quarterback, the the offense is going to be all over Utah. The Oregon defense is going to get a bunch of stops. I think Oregon wins this game no matter what. I hear you. So essentially we're picking different for the ACC and the SEC game. <laughs> yeah, but either way, we'll see what happens, obviously. And that is our podcast. And as usual, we'll catch you right back here every Friday. And we hope you enjoyed this episode. And always remember, no matter what team you pull for, if you're on God's side, you're always on the winning team. Just know that there's a father in heaven who sent his only son to die for you while you were still his enemy. He loves you. He wants to have a relationship with you. We are praying for our listeners. If you ever need to talk about anything, our DMs are always open. You can always hit us up. We'll talk with you. We'll pray with you. And we will just help you to know and understand more and more 
how in love Jesus is with you and how much he wants to have a personal relationship with you. But as always, we'll catch you right back here next Friday. And don't forget, go vote. Go vote for the TBD Sports Castle Award go Show. Vote. Guys, it's it's free. Go, go vote. do it. And we'll see you right back here next week. Bye-bye. Later.